This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 345 on Now You Know. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Masterworks. We're going to tell you about them and how you can invest in fine art a bit later in the show. All right, so Tesla has been price cutting again, this time in Europe. Fun with Numbers posted this very helpful chart showing recent Tesla price cuts in different European countries. Take a look at that. The long-range Model Y in Norway did go up a bit, but every variant of the Model 3 and Y saw price drops of 4 to 10%. Yeah, the Model 3 performance had its price drop 10% in France, Germany, and the Netherlands. Singapore and Israel also saw price drops as well. Now, these price cuts have made some new Tesla buyers angry. Others are happy to see the cars get more affordable, while still others think that this is signaling some kind of demand problem. So let us know what you think in the comments below. Tesla will be holding their Q1 earnings call on Wednesday, and we are planning on releasing our coverage of the call the next day on Thursday this week. So make sure that you hit the notification bell button and make sure that you're subscribed. So according to Electrek, uh, Tesla is preparing to launch its fourth iteration of the Powerwall, the Powerwall 3. You just said the fourth iteration. Shouldn't it be the Powerwall 4? Well, the original Powerwall was released in 2015. Then soon after came the Powerwall 2 with more energy storage and a more square design. Then in 2021 came the Powerwall Plus, which included a new inverter, which offered more power output. Now Fred Lambert over at Electrek claims that he has confirmed that Tesla is getting the Powerwall 3 approved as certified equipment with electric utilities. According to Fred, the Powerwall 3 should be easier to install with better aesthetics and higher performance, and it should be coming soon. So stay tuned. My guess is that the Powerwall 3 will be using LFP batteries as opposed to the NCA batteries. And that should help lower the cost and make the Powerwall 3 even safer, along with increasing cycle life. Um, I doubt if the 13.5 kilowatt hour capacity will be increased. Right, because they'd have to make it physically larger, I think. The price is another unknown. I'm guessing it will cost about the same as the Powerwall Plus. One Powerwall costs about $9,200, depending on where you live. And then it drops as you buy more. Um, and that's before incentives. There are pretty good U.S. incentives now. Now, I wonder if it makes sense to make a smaller Powerwall. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> because, I mean, if you split them into multiple things, then, you know, someone who lives in a smaller, uh, you know, situation could buy a smaller one. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just to keep the price down, I feel or like. Or the weight down. They're heavy. But the other thing to keep in mind is that they do not have a demand problem with they the do Powerwall. Not. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. So you're talking Powerwall Mini. As in the mini version of regular Powerwall. Powerwall Mini. It's cute. So are you ready for some more cool sounding features that will uh, probably never appear in the Rivian? Uh, so here's a patent that Rivian filed with the patent office back in October of 2021, and it just got published earlier this month. So it looks like a couple of fold down seats and a slide out table and a secret bed compartment. Uh, but what about the camp kitchen? Well, RJ Scaringe, the CEO of Rivian, was just on the MKBHD podcast with Marquis Brownlee, and RJ said that he didn't expect the camp kitchen to be so popular. Isn't the fact that so many customers wanted it a good thing? I mean, an overpriced camp kitchen that can add $5,000 to the truck, I mean, that's good. Yeah, I didn't understand what he meant. Maybe what he meant was they never intended to do the camp kitchen, um, and it was just a way to get buzz for the vehicle. I mean, think about it. It has a retractable tonal cover, but it doesn't. 
It has a gear shuttle, but it doesn't. It, it has, has a camp kitchen, but it doesn't. It has tank turns, but it doesn't. It has a tent, but it doesn't. Like So maybe the whole idea behind Rivian in the beginning was just to get a lot of buzz going and not have to deliver. Anyway, RJ says they are redesigning it so they won't take up all the space in the gear tunnel. And so these new patented features, uh, when are they supposed to come out? No idea. I mean, my guess is never, because I'm doubting that Rivian will survive as a company. Uh, but your guess is as good as mine. What do you think? Comment down below. So, I mean, I know that it's really exciting to look at these pictures, um, but, you know, you got to remember, fool me once. Fool me once. Shame on... Shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. Hey, and if you like our show, hit the like button. It really helps us out. Uh, it, it does something where it shares it with other people, because if you don't hit the like button, then YouTube thinks that no one's watching. And now to tell you how you can diversify your investment portfolio thanks to Masterworks. There have been a lot of downs in the market, and we all know that stocks can be volatile. But there are ways to try to protect your wealth and maybe get back to what you expected to have earned. Contemporary art has outperformed the S&P for the past 26 years, but there has been no way for us, the average non-millionaire, to invest in it before. Masterworks is the first company to offer art investment products to the retail investing public. I invested in a piece by Banksy, and I didn't need millions of dollars to do so. By using Masterworks, I was able to buy shares in a portion of it, and you can too. Masterworks paid out tens of millions of dollars to their investors last year, and that's not a one-off. Every Masterworks exit to date has returned a profit to investors like you. Just take a look at this performance. The results speak for themselves. With 645,000 plus users, Masterworks offerings have sold out in minutes. Masterworks is the only platform that lets you invest in multi-million dollar works of art by artists like Basquiat, Picasso, Banksy, and more. Their team of art experts analyze thousands of artworks and less than 3% of them make it through their diligence process. They even had to make a wait list for new users, but we got special access for you to skip the line. So click that link in the description right now. And for me, the best part, since I'm no art expert, is that Masterworks has investment specialists who guided Jesse and I through the process and really took the time to understand what our investment goals are. So sign up for Masterworks today using our link below. You'll get to skip the line and perhaps become an art owner like me. So a picture has surfaced online of this. This is what a lot of people are saying is the Model 3 refresh. Who's saying this? I mean, where does this picture come from? Reddit, apparently. Okay, but we don't know where this picture was taken and what it is. Yeah, trust me. Don't fall into the Reddit rabbit hole on this one. It's pretty shallow. So let's assess what we can see and compare this to a regular Model 3. Okay, well, right off the bat, the front end is very different. Those headlights aren't the same. Right. So this rules out some kind of regular Model 3 with an aftermarket product or some guy in his garage with some Bondo and a lot of free time. And I mean, I looked for replacement headlights for the Model 3 and everything is going to stay the same shape because otherwise you'd have to change the bumper and the quarter panel. And that would again point to a legit prototype or some other car that already exists. But, uh, you know, I checked basically every kind of uh, car that there is, uh, even Chinese EVs, and there's nothing that looks like this. Okay, so that would mean a Tesla refresh? But let's take a look at some of the older Highland prototypes that were spotted. I mean, the covers really block the headlights on a lot of the prototypes that we've seen. Mm -hmm. But we don't see that amber turn signal in the headlight. Right. Although a lot of the more recent versions of the Highland prototype that we think that we're seeing have the lights completely covered. Uh, which, so we wouldn't have been able to tell. Which means that we wouldn't have been able to tell. So, I mean, maybe this is like a European version and the other ones were American versions and therefore didn't have the same amber turn signal. I don't think that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I want to take a look at this. And it, this is hard because we only have one picture. But does the car have a side repeater? And if so, does it have the same swoop that comes off the quarter panel and onto the door. Right, because we've only seen that on one of the camouflage vehicles. So can we talk about the bugs for a minute and like the background? Yeah, so obviously this car has been driving due to the tires. You can tell that it has, has actually driven and the bug splatter that is all over the nose of it. But if it has been driving, why are there no pictures of it if it's out on the open roads with bugs actually hitting it uncamouflaged. Yeah, and where is this picture taken? Again, we don't know for sure, but that many bugs at this time of year puts it somewhere further south where it's warmer. 
So maybe Texas? It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Yeah, it's entirely possible. So it could be that it's the refresh Model 3. Either that or mid-journey has gotten really good really fast. But hey, this is one picture. As difficult as it would be to fake, given the cover and the straps and the bugs, it might just be a fluke. Or it's a sneak peek at what Tesla might be selling very soon. And if it is, let's talk about the design. What do you think about it? Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it, the one reason why I think this could be it is it really has that look of Franz to it. Hmm. A lot of the aftermarket front fascia kits that you see really don't speak to his design aesthetics at all. They're just, they're super aggressive. And or this, they're just like Tokyo Drift. Yeah, looking. yeah, this does look like it could be a version of the car. Now, I mean, to me, and I mean, I'm very biased because I, the Model 3 is my dream car mm -hmm. and I have my dream car sitting out in the driveway and I get to drive it every day. I feel like it is sharper mm -hmm. for sure. It looks a little bit more futuristic, mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like it's a little bit more boring. Hmm. I feel like, I mean, I know that it's the older, the older, the current Model 3 headlights are a little more buggy. I mean, it's hard with one picture, but it mm. looks like it gets rid of the duck look. A lot of people don't mm. like the Model 3 because from some angles can have a little bit of a ducky look. Mm. And this doesn't appear to have that anymore. I do think that that smoothness of the nose, it doesn't have it doesn't come to as much of a point. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that maybe that helps. But let us know what you think in the comments below. Do you think that this is it? Um, or do you think that this is just some guy who spent a lot of time meticulously making this car looked that way because I mean I want to keep in mind we did see in China a Model Y with a Mazda like CRX back mm -hmm. just like bolted on no people it. do that exactly but if this is it and when Tesla does it they're going to have to do it very fast mm. I don't think they're going to be able to announce it because I think that um, anyone who's ordered one would just stop their order and they would have this lull so I think they're going to have to just one day it's going to be like oh the new refresh is here and I mean you could see to what lengths they went to try and cover it up if this is indeed the thing. They covered it with a tarp and then they strapped it on. But right. clearly somebody walked up to it. Or this might be a leak to see if people really like it. That's true. That's why we need to know. Comment down below. <laughs> Tesla Scope tweeted, exclusive, a new unreleased Tesla software update is now going out to employee vehicles, including a trove of interface-oriented improvements. Like what? Text size adjustments. Love it. Yes. Like to make things a little bigger, getting <laughs> older. Uh, okay, what's next? Control search. So if you're like, oh, where do I access the windshield wiper panel? Or, oh, there's a search bar. There's a search bar. So oh. if you don't know where something is on that's, your car. That's really smart. You could just search for it. Uh, points of interest. Oh, on the maps? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, phone call controls. Don't they already have that? I'm guessing it's more of the more complicated, like merge calls. Oh, nice. Okay. Stuff like that. Scroll wheel customization. Ooh. So I'm not sure what different things you could customize. Obviously, right now it's, you know, volume on the left knob and speed on the right knob. It'd be nice if you could put them wherever you want them. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do like temperature. <laughs> I don't know. No, but also just if you want to flip them. That's like true. Like if you're used to it one way in one car, you know. That's true. Gear chimes. Gear chimes? So that'd be you put it in drive and it would make like a booting or oh. like a I drive. You sure? You know, whatever, whatever it would be. I don't know. Are they going to be custom? You can like. That would be fun. Be I mean, knowing Tesla, they could do that. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's just a different farts um, for the different. Um, it would be good if it was. I mean, because I think if you put it in neutral now, it beeps at you, mm -hmm. which is smart, um, especially while you're driving, because you probably shouldn't. Is NHTSA going to allow fart sounds when you put it in as drive? As long as it's on the inside of the car, I don't <laughs> think NHTSA can say anything. And then passenger seat controls. Oh, so I think that that would be center screen passenger seat. Oh. So if you knew that somebody was coming in the car. Oh, that's had, nice. You, you could... had the seat pushed forward because you had just. Right, because normally Ikea. you have to lean way over the seat yeah. and do it yourself. Awesome. And then lastly is get to know your Tesla. So I think that that's going to be kind of a. Like videos and stuff? I think it's either going to be videos or just kind of a little walkthrough on how to use your car. That's so perfect for people like new to the car, but also touring and renting. That's, yeah. That's really smart. So, you know, five years late, but whatever. <laughs> Also, Zoom meetings is now going to be available in additional regions, and there'll be minor improvements and performance changes. And then speech recognition language, British English, is now going to be available as a voice recognition language. Oh, I wonder if all the different, like, Cockney accents will yeah. be in there, too. Oi, take a right, you geezer! So, Gregor Truck on Twitter tweeted out what appears to be the open frunk of the Cybertruck, 
at a wind tunnel, which is set up outside of Giga, Texas. And I think this is the first time that we've seen the hood open on the Cybertruck, or should I say the frunk? Um, so this is going to be similar to the Ford F-150 Lightning's frunk, where the front grille goes up with the hood so you can get easy access into the frunk. So instead of it being a tub, mm -hmm. it's a lot more like a, a tailgate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like. After experiencing both types, so the Rivian R1T has the traditional tub frunk um, and the Lightning has that easy access frunk, I have become a fan of the Ford style with the grille going up. I think that this is really exciting. It, it gives us a little bit more insight into what the Cybertruck is going to look I'm like. I'm getting excited about the Cybertruck. I'm getting excited about the Cybertruck. And so too. let's talk about it more. So at the same time with this wind tunnel outside of Giga, Texas, uh, YouTuber Brad Sloan spotted the Cybertruck's one giant windshield wiper apparently getting tested. So it looks like there's a guy with a spray bottle. Yeah, I don't know if that's just to keep, you know, everything wet or if that's to test how well it does or. Because, I mean, if this is how they test automatic wipers, I that would explain see why it a fails. lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, look, I think this puts to rest the question of whether there will be one giant wiper. Mm, yeah. I mean, in our recent Patreon poll, only like one percent of the respondents said that they actually wouldn't buy the Cybertruck if it had a giant wiper. And I have to question whether or not these people are serious. No, no offense. So, Tesla, I think you're good to go. Yeah, I will say that I am going to withhold judgment on the one giant wiper, OGW, uh, until I get to experience it under real world conditions. I think this will be one of the first things that I want to test that when we get ours, hopefully this summer, I want to know how well it functions. That to me is way more important than how it looks. Sorry, all you people out there who care about the looks first. Look, if you're driving along in New England weather and you get a downpour or you get, you know, some slushy, sleety day, you want to make sure that this thing is going to really do the trick. What I'm worried about is with such a long wiper, a long lever arm, mm. uh, I have no idea what we're talking here, like two and a half, three feet. Mm -hmm. um, is it going to have enough force at the end of it to get my windshield clean? Right. I mean, I know that in like my Model 3, I'll just let it snow and then I'll just be like, let's see if the, wind the wipers can handle it. And they'll go like, <laughs> and then they'll stop and I'll be like, all right, I guess I'll go fix it. Um, but yeah, with such a long wiper, I mean, at least in this case, it'll be wiping down and there won't be that... Um, it mm. should have, I mean, for snow, at least, it the snow should be allowed to just slide right off. That so will be nice. Maybe yeah. it'll just clear off the whole front end. Just Maybe they could even continue it and have it do the whole front end. I hope they have some kind of really good heater system for the windshield um, so that it just can melt. That's yeah. so important. And, you know, we are sponsored by the Cybertruck Owners Club. That's where we get so much of our Cybertruck news. You can head there right now and you're going to find their crowdsource reservation tracker that we use to find out that we're like number 20 in line. Don't hate us. We're going to bring you the truck as soon as we get it. And here's another tidbit spotted on Cybertruck Owners Club. These photos of a new Cybertruck prototype at the Fremont factory with these steel wheels and measurement devices mounted all over the truck. Okay, so I get the measurement devices like accelerometers and stuff for the chassis testing. But what's up with these steel wheels? Are these going to be actual optional wheels for customers or are these just something to do with testing? Um, it'd be funny if they sold like crappy wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Want to save some money? Yeah. <laughs> Buy it with the Steelies. And uh, well, these wheels are made by Kistler um, and appear to be wheel force transducers. Um, so Kistler says about their wheels, uh, wheel force transducers are designed for use in the development and testing of complete chassis and chassis components of different vehicles, such as passenger cars, SUVs, commercial vehicles, race cars, and industrial vehicles. During measurement, the wheel force transducer replaces a standard wheel and measures the force and moments acting on the tire contact patch. Phew. Okay. So these are not wheels they're going to sell to us because to me, these wheels look like crap. So yeah. So I'm, here's, the, here's the problem with the internet. People find a Cybertruck somewhere uh -huh. and they go, oh my God, this is a new thing. These are the cyber wheels. <laughs> what do you think, guys? I think this looks really cool. What do you think? And uh, I'm going to play mine black. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, if you want, steel wheels i'm i'm sure you could you right. could get just go find, down to tractor supply find and, the right, right. size exactly. and i'm sure you could uh, bolt them onto your car um but yeah i don't think that they're going to sell these no Thank but that you know you could put help caps on them but this is good they're testing i mean we're getting closer yeah this, this is really... what you do before you get to production yeah and just a reminder that Jesse and I are going to be at Micro Mobility Europe uh, in June. So June 8th and 9th in Amsterdam. So if you're going to be in the area, feel free to use the link down below to buy tickets. We got 20% off for you guys. And if you want to go to Micro Mobility USA, which is going to be in California in October, we've got a discount for you as well. Check out the link down below. Wow, I can't wait to see our fans in Amsterdam. Yeah, but you know, it's hard to do Tesla time news from the road. So I came up with an idea. Uh, what is it? We're going to have our fans help do the show.
How does that work? So that week, uh, you guys are going to send in stories, things that interest you. Uh, just shoot them on your phone. Tell us or sit there with your friend in front of a fake set if you want to. Uh, and we will go through them, put the best ones up on Tesla Time News that week, along with a few that Jesse and I do from the road. Wow. So uh, we'll give you some more details uh, as this starts to come up, but start to be thinking about, you know, uh, you know what stories you might want to be doing and uh, when you might want to be doing them. I don't think that it needs to be, you know, like that week's news necessarily. If you have something that's happening near you that's a little bit more local, um, I think that that would work out really well, too. So if, you know, you're near a big solar farm or wind farm, um, if you've noticed uh some new kind of electric vehicles around or some battery packs. Um, all of those would make excellent Tesla time news stories. And that'll be so fun. We'll get the community actually on the show, kind of like video contributor stories, but like a big digital get together. Exactly. That'll be so much fun. So Zach and I just reviewed the Gyroar C1 foldable electric scooter with seat over on the Now Let's Review channel. Now, I know that this scooter is quite a mouthful, but it's quite a product. Yeah, I mean, it's actually become one of my favorite ways to get around in a city environment. I love this low to the ground, stable seated scooter. I feel safe. I also feel very social. You feel social? What do you mean? Like posting on Instagram posts while you're riding? No, what I mean is because you can travel slowly on it, you can actually ride like next to your friend who's walking. So like if you're on a college campus, for instance, you could ride it to class and meet up with a friend who's like walking and like ride along them next to them for a couple blocks and chat. And then you can just zip off. I really like the basket in the back. It's perfect for a book bag or groceries. And I agree with you. It's really comfortable. And maybe the best part is the price. So if you're looking for a cool way to get around your neighborhood, go check out our review of the Gyro C1 sitting scooter over on Now Let's Review. Now, Zach and I have been promoting the benefits of electric school buses for years. So diesel school buses emit over 40 toxic air contaminants and carcinogens and fine particulates that get into the lungs and brains of our children. In the U.S., school buses transport over 25 million children to school every year, traveling 5.7 billion miles. And several studies have shown that the pollutants can be up to 10 times higher inside the bus. When people are exposed to this diesel exhaust, they can have serious health effects such as asthma, heart attacks, strokes, cancer, and even premature death. Not to mention diminished IQs, especially with young people. And if you're thinking, eh, they're just making this up. I rode a school bus when I was a kid. Look how I turned out. Well, then you may want to check out this new study published in Nature Sustainability. The researchers analyzed EPA data of school districts that got electric school buses and found that over 350,000 additional student days of attendance were added in the school districts that won EPA funding for electric school buses. Now, is that because kids were like, Mommy, Daddy, I like electric school buses so much that I want to go to school every day I can. Uh, no, it's because they weren't getting sick from breathing in poison. The researchers of the study estimate that replacing every school bus built before the year 2000 with an electric bus can add over 1.3 million attendance days in the U.S. And if you're asking what an attendance day is, um, every day that a child is sick and can't go to school, that's one attendance day missed. So imagine that a school district with electric school buses versus a school district with diesel school buses. That one change affected the health of children. As Dr. Lisa Patel, a member of the American Academy of Pediatrics said, I think everybody recognizes that those fumes make people sick. This study drew a really clear line between exposure to that pollution and the impact on children. So in October, the EPA awarded over a billion dollars to 289 school districts in the U.S. Uh, they replaced 3,400 diesel buses with clean electric buses. So the good news the change is happening, but we need to do it faster. Every day that our kids are sitting on diesel school buses is not a good day. I remember I would like sometimes go to my friend's house and I would take, you know, the their bus and I would be like, this bus is stinky. And it's probably like, well, that's why he's not that smart. Yeah. I mean, I rode a diesel school bus from when I was five till when I was like 13. And I was on that bus for probably like well over an hour a day. And don't forget, you can listen to Tesla Time News as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can watch this on YouTube. The Swedish truck maker Scania has just unveiled their P25 all-electric auto hauler. So this truck can transport up to eight vehicles with a total combined weight of 42 tons, and it's the world's first battery electric hauler, according to Scania. It has a 230 kilowatt hour battery pack for a range of over 300 kilometers or 186 miles. Scania says it can fully charge in less than 90 minutes with CCS2. I honestly find that hard to believe. I mean, 230 kilowatt hour pack 
charging in less than 90 minutes, but great if you can. Uh, but I do get that while the truck is being loaded and unloaded, it could also be charged. So it doesn't probably matter as much. Mm-hmm. Manfred Rakowski, one of the first drivers of the new truck, says the first impressions of the truck are tremendous. The handling is very good. And compared to the diesel, it is lively. So, I mean, I think that Tesla should probably buy a fleet of these. Yeah, but also they've got the Tesla Semi, so they Mm. just need the back part. So maybe just buy, I mean, they already probably lease a bunch of the back parts. So just put some semis on there. I'm trying to remember, are the auto haulers that I see here, are they semi trailers or are they integrated with the truck? I feel like a lot of times they're actually. Oh, you might be right because the the first car has to drive up over the cab. It must (laughs) be like a special. Yeah, So maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that Tesla could put some interns on it. Yeah, it's going to be pretty simple. Your summer project. (laughs) Last Wednesday, the EPA announced new stricter emissions rules for auto fleets in the U.S. So under the new rules, by the way, it's 1,475 pages. So, no, I have not read it all. Uh, The U.S. vehicle CO2 emissions will need to drop by an average of 13 percent per year until reaching 82 grams of CO2 per mile by 2032. So to put that into perspective, the average new vehicle in 2021 emitted 347 grams of CO2 per mile, about four times as much. And it's not just the CO2 we're talking about. We're also talking about other nasty stuff that comes out of a tailpipe when you explode gasoline, like the NOx, the PM 2.5, the volatile organic compounds, the SOx, and more. So what would these new EPA rules mean? Well, so to hit that target by 2032, it can only be done if 67% of new cars sold in 2032 are battery electric vehicles. That means just nine years from now, two out of every three cars sold would have to be fully electric. And you know what that means? Uh, Big oil is going to fight this. Yep. Mark my words. They are already pushing back with more FUD, like all the latest EV polls that you're probably seeing on your feed. uh, Corporate media saying most Americans won't be buying an EV for their next car. Um, Yeah. So you can really feel the heat being turned up under us uh, EV enthusiasts Mm -hmm. as uh, they go like, wait a minute. If they sell more EVs, we can't sell them gasoline. And then we're not going to make as much money. Where are the mobile commercials going to be? <laughs> yeah. How could we afford to advertise our fuels if they're all buying EVs and they don't need to buy our fuels? Does this mean I won't be able to buy as many suits <laughs> or yachts? This is outrageous. We need to put an end to this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do I think that the EPA, these rulings are going to, like, last Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they're kind of at the whim of the president. So whoever gets elected next time could water them way back. Um, But it is good because it is going to kind of have to, they're, they're, you know, dance car companies. Yeah, a lot of the car companies are going to have to decide like, oh, if this does stay the law, then we won't be prepared if we don't prepare for it now. And so it's kind of like what we've seen before. There have been different emission standards that come out and car companies either push against them or they they say that they want to adopt them. But the thing is, if they don't hit these targets, they're just going to have to buy credits exactly. from companies that sell lots lot of, of EVs. EVs. There is I, a company that's on the tip of my tongue that does that. Well, anyway, I'm sure we'll someday think of whatever the name of that company is and whatever company that would be, um, they would be making a lot of money from their competitors, from their competitors, because their competitors wouldn't be able to transition fast enough. Mm. Um, and so they'd have to pay for emissions credits, which is something that I this, wonder if that's already happened. If, if companies have already paid billions of dollars to this competitor that we can't think yeah, of billions of dollars a year. Remember. I wonder if that helps with their you know, funding. It and, could a it little. Could. Okay. Yeah, probably well, that's interesting. A little. That's interesting. Hey, if you want to share a clip that you've seen on the show with your friends, but you don't want to share the entire episode, head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel. Separate channel. Same guys. Uh, Small little bite-sized clips. Easy to share. So if you subscribe to our Disruptive Investing channel, you may have seen our interview with Teague Egan, the CEO and founder of EnergyX. Now, disclaimer, EnergyX is a company that Zach and I have invested in during their last crowdfund round, and they specialize in direct lithium extraction and refinery technologies. Right, because didn't some CEO of some company that begins with T say oh. that if uh, it's basically a license to print money if mm. you can um, refine, refine lithium. lithium? Right. Anyway, EnergyX has over 60 patents in ways to extract lithium in a much faster and cheaper way than the current brine ponds method, where you basically keep pumping brine solutions from pond to pond for like 18 months uh, while the sun evaporates the water. Yeah, EnergyX's LITAS membranes allow you to pump the lithium brine through their system and just extract battery grade lithium much faster. 
So now General Motors has just announced that they are leading a $50 million Series B financing round in EnergyX, and GM will also be providing additional financing for production projects in North and South America using EnergyX's technology. And if you haven't seen our interview with Teague over on the Disruptive Investing channel, you can go check that out. Um, I think it'd be great if we could get Teague uh, you know, back on, maybe just to talk to our investor club. What are you doing? I just uh, emailed him. Oh, okay. So yep. that'll be fun. Yeah, let's have another meeting with them. Let's find out about this now that, investment round. Yeah, this this GM round. That's yeah, exciting. Exactly. So, Jesse, have you seen the Yang Wang yet? So did the Chinese just figure out lowriders? No, that's the Dysus X system developed by BYD. So, I mean, is it a lowrider or is it like the Bose suspension system, like knockoff? What's that? Oh, you never heard about the Bose suspension? Uh, we'll talk about it on Patreon bonus stories this week. Uh, but let's talk about this. What, what, what is this? This is the Yang Wang? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Yang Wang U9. So it should go zero to 60 in two seconds has quad motors, um, and it's coming out who knows when. So it's a Roadster killer that can jump. I mean, if the Roadster has the SpaceX package, it should be able to fly or at least jump a lot higher than that. But that is pretty cool. And Ollie, while you're just sitting there, that's pretty cool. Now, you're talking about Bose, so we're going to show that on Patreon Bonus? Yeah, we'll talk about it on Patreon Bonus because there's a video that we, if we put it in the show, we'd lose monetization because it's not our footage. Okay, I can't wait to see that. All right. So here's yet another reason why we are so bullish on Tesla. It's a bit in the weeds, so stay with us here. The story comes from the LinkedIn page of Chris Bowman. He's Tesla's senior staff product manager in charge of software and firmware for battery storage platforms. I get it. I get it. I know. You're already nodding off. So uh, hand me that glass of water. Okay. Wake up! All right. If you want to know why Tesla crushes their competition, here's what Chris had to say. Our next generation Megapack controls platform combined with our industry leading controller hardware in the loop test services, our chill platform, speeds up and de-risks deployment of gigawatt scale battery and hybrid renewable plants. This matters because time and time again, our competitors fail on control system commissioning, causing multi-million dollar losses and three to four month project delays. Unlike our competitors who deploy bespoke and untested RTAC controls, Tesla's innovative control systems engineers productize regionally specific control templates. So basically in North America, Australia, etc., that are chill tested and approved. Our approach provides EPCs with the turnkey solutions that work the first time and meet the needs driven by electrical topology of large plants, the interconnection type and regulations. OK, so I was I was trying to stay awake during that. What what what? Basically, mega packs get you up and running quickly the first time you plug them in. That's what utilities and energy developers want to hear. A proven, robust battery solution. And like we told you last week about Tesla's announcement to open a second Megapack factory in Shanghai, when both Lathrop and Shanghai Mega Factories are up and running, Tesla will be producing 80 gigawatt hours of Megapacks per year. That would be more than 10 times what Tesla deployed last year. So no wonder that Tesla has a two-year backlog for the Megapack. Exactly. Every utility. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now that wants batteries, knows that this is the gold standard of batteries. And Tesla has it. And or, or the it. lithium standard. Yeah. 
So General Motors has teased early designs for its upcoming GMC Sierra EV pickup truck set to compete with the Ford F-150 Lightning and the electric Ram 1500 REV. Now, I thought that GMC was going to come out with the Silverado. That's Chevy. What's it? GM owns both brands. GMC uh, and Chevy. I can't keep it all straight. Okay. So the electric truck is expected to have an estimated range of 400 miles and be built on GM's flexible Ultium platform. Yeah. So it sounds a lot like the Silverado or basically the Hummer EV. Uh, so GMC is planning to release several trims, including the Elevation, the AT4, and the Denali. The first edition GMC Sierra EV Denali will have a starting price of 107 with other trims beginning at around $50,000. The Denali Edition 1 will feature 754 horsepower, 785 foot-pounds of torque, and a towing capacity of up to 9,500 pounds. Additional features include 800-volt DC fast charging, a multi-pro mid-gate, which that should be cool, four-wheel steer crab walk abilities, and the ability to power homes essentials for up to 21 days with the Power Station Pro. Um, and that's why I just signed up for us to get one, hopefully when it comes out, so we can show it to you. The Denali First Edition will be available in early 2024, uh, which I don't believe the timing on that, followed by the AT4 trim later in the year and the Elevation in early 2025. So basically, yeah, expensive trims first mm -hmm. and then cheaper as they go. And I mean, it does look an awful lot like the Silverado. It's yeah, I think mid gate. It's got basically all the exact same specs. Right. I think it's just their, you know, their upscale brand of it. Okay. All right. It's time for Inch of the Future. Sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. Again, thank you for my wonderful shave this morning, Henson. I've just been enjoying my Henson Shaver so much. It's all metal, and that just makes it feel like it's a real tool. It's a real thing. Well, you know what's nice is when I see you using it, it looks like the day you bought it. It, that's because it's made out of uh, aluminum. You can also get the titanium one. Uh, I've I've been using the titanium one. It's it's very fancy. It's just a little denser. Than it's this. a really nice gift. And uh, by the way, you get a hundred free blades if you use our code. Now you know when you check out. Swedish micro car company Lovely is developing this, the Lovely O, a small, ultra efficient electric vehicle designed for urban use. So the Love light urban vehicle weighs only 380 kilograms. It's super efficient. So 96 watt hours per mile or about 10 miles per kilowatt hour. That's the way I think of it. Has a top speed of 90 kilometers an hour. So unlike a lot of these other small cars that can only go up to like 25 miles an hour, this can go 55 miles an hour. Its standard 6.4 kilowatt hour battery comprised of two removable 15 kilogram units charges in one hour with a European 220 230 volt outlet or two hours on a US 120 volt outlet. So the car offers 267 liters of trunk space and is expected to cost around 10,000 euro, which is about $11,000. Lovely says its main innovation is its product and assembly process, which it plans to license for various vehicle configurations. So the company has pioneered this flat pack shipping method, kind of like what Ikea does. Um, and the idea is that they would ship you all the vehicle parts, which are then assembled in a 2000 square meter micro factory. Um, and so you wouldn't build it at your house, but at little factories around the world, you could then assemble them. And so this allows for more efficient shipping and easier setup um, by using these micro factories. So it's not so like you're saying, it's not, you know, you you kind of drive it home and then you take it out. Wouldn't that be funny if you built it Allen in your wrenches. apartment and then you couldn't get it out? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Uh, Step one, measure your door, <laughs> which is uh, what happens with a lot of Ikea furniture. Um, uh, so it's a flat pack car but you have to bring it to a micro factory to build it. CEO Hakan Lutz believes that lovely small vehicles can help reverse the trend of large cars kind of dominating cities and contribute to more sustainable, efficient urban living. Lovely says they will use a sandwich structure composite safety shell with additional energy absorbing foam material to keep occupants safe. I do have a lot of doubts and questions about this. We are reaching out to the company so we can talk to them because I mean, I think if foam was the answer, we would have been building cars out of foam a while ago, but Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can do it. Yeah. I mean, I do love to see that you can shrink things. Um, I hope that it's a trend that works in cities specifically. I think that that is where it's going to be the most useful. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll have to see. All right. It's time for going green. 
So there's already quite a few reasons to feel good about buying a burrito at Chipotle. Last year, 100% of Chipotle restaurants participated in the company's Harvest Program, which donated over 282,000 pounds of leftover food to community organizations. And 40% of Chipotle's electricity was purchased from renewable sources in 2022. And don't forget that Chipotle has worked to reduce packaging waste. So last year, 100% of Chipotle's burrito bowls, bags, napkins, kid tray meals, and quesadilla trays were made entirely from compostable natural fiber materials. And now Chipotle has unveiled its latest all-electric responsible restaurants design that maximizes energy efficiency while utilizing 100% renewable energy from solar and wind power sources. So the first two all-electric Chipotles are already open, uh, one in Gloucester, Virginia, the second in Jacksonville, Florida, and there's a third one coming to Castle Rock, Colorado this summer. The big features of these new responsible restaurants are rooftop solar, cactus leather seats, uh, I don't know what cactus leather seats it's a are. Cactus leather. Okay. It comes from a cactus. No. Oh, I mean, don't that's... worry. They pulled the spines out. Oh, good. I hate the other kind. Yeah. Lots of cool things, um, including EV charging at select locations. I think it should be at all locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, smaller electric cook lines and improved exhaust hoods. All electric equipment systems that replace gas power. So lots of cool stuff. Uh, Chipotle plans to add over 100 new all electric locations in 2024. So if you live near one of these new Chipotles, please visit it. Report it for us as a video contributor story and see what it feels like to sit on a cactus leather seat. So with more and more grid-scale solar farms being built around the world, it was only a matter of time before we got this. An autonomous solar installation robot called OAMP. OAMP. Outdoor Autonomous Manipulation of Photovoltaic Panels. Made by Sarcos Technology and Robotics. Um, And the ticker symbol on the NASDAQ for them is STRC. So basically the way it works is that instead of humans having to carry panels from the truck and manually lift them into place, the robot with its suction cups and computer vision autonomously moves the next solar panel into place and then the workers can manipulate the floating panel as they bolt it down. So Sarko says that their technology can reduce the time it takes to build a solar farm by up to 40%. And as we know, time is money. So this is a big deal. Because there are approximately 230,000 people working today installing solar panels in grid-scale farms in the U.S., but they need more. An estimated 900,000 people will be needed in just the next 12 years because grid-scale solar farms are growing so fast. So get this, the kind of average solar farm was 100 megawatts. Mm -hmm. That's about 250,000 solar panels. That's a lot. The new kind of standard is a one gigawatt range. So... That would be 2.5 million panels. I see. And if you have to do this, you know, and I'm, that's not even as hard as moving. This is a solar panel, right. by the way. Uh, so moving, you know, having to move that 2.5 million times, yeah. it's going to do a number on your back. So it's going to be nice to have a robot move the panels into place. Exactly. And if people are wondering why solar keeps getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, it's innovations like this. I mean, getting to install a solar farm 40% faster basically 40% cheaper almost, Mm -hmm. uh, means that that's just bringing down the cost per kilowatt hour. And it's amazing because we haven't even found all of the different ways to make uh, solar installations cheaper. Right. Um, It's it's just cheaper to begin with. Right. And now it's getting even cheaper. Um, Just a reminder that solar is one of the cheapest forms of electric uh, generation that you can install today. Yep. And if you'd like to become your own solar-powered generator, uh, talk to the team at EnergyPal. They're the solar and battery experts that help you go solar for less because you've got lots of questions. Things are changing all the time. And I got to tell you, my buddy Lincoln over at EnergyPal, he knows everything. He's so friendly. So call them up. It's free to you. Tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you, and hopefully they'll help you get your next system up and running. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Remember, you can send in stories to us. We love them. Send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week? Our viewer, Brant, sent us this story about their cross-country road trip to Starbase in Boca Chica, Texas. All right, so here I am uh, starting the trip. Uh, me and the wife are heading out to... Uh Texas. Um, I'm supposed to leave at three in the morning, but I got a little too excited, so uh, we're leaving a little earlier. Might probably stop a couple more times to sleep, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Here's the map, and we are heading to Texas. That's a lot of superchargers. All right, this will be fun.
It was a long journey and it was well worth it. We came over here early this morning to have a sunrise in Boca Chica, but unfortunately it's a little cloudy and windy. Nonetheless, Wow, it was exciting. I'm happier than anything I can be. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, hopefully you liked the video. Thank you so much for uh, watching this, uh, Zach and Jesse. Um, now you know. Wow, it was packed with information. Yeah. I love that he had everything in there from like how much it cost to charge, yeah. uh, where he stayed. Like, oh man, it was really cool. Thank you, man. That looked like a really fun trip. Thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, we're a day behind you. So um, Starship didn't launch this morning because there was a little problem at the last minute. Hopefully it'll launch tomorrow for you. On um, Wednesday. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is just, I was just emotional watching it. <laughs> it's so exciting. Yeah, maybe we'll be talking about it on our uh, Thursday show this week um, because they're going to do the Investor Day um, on Wednesday, Wednesday uh, which should hopefully... Uh, with any luck, will be after the, the SpaceX launch. launch, which is so exciting. It's time for our Patreon bonus stories. Remember, you can join us for as little as a buck a month over on Patreon. That helps support the work we do because, let's face it, YouTube doesn't really support us much anymore. Um, and we got so much cool material for you over there, including our disruptive investing news. We've got Investor Club bonus stories. And then we got a whole slew of Patreon bonus stories. Jesse's going to show me something about a Bose suspension system. I'm excited to see that. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These are people who get their name at the end of the show because they're super important. They help support the work we do. Who do we got this week? Andy L. Duncan Rarity. Robin Carlson. Kevin Burrowbridge. Bo Wolferts. And Zach with a K. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this work without you. All right, so we ran a Patreon poll like we do every week. And if you're on our Patreon, you can uh, join us on that. So what was the question? Um, was... What we think is the Highland prototype going to be the refresh? Oh, they're usually right. So what did they say? Let's see here. What's what they said? Oh. All right. It's time for Elon's tweets of the week. And Jesse, I just want to see if you notice anything different on Elon's homepage there on Twitter. Um, well, his name is still Elon Musk and he still has the same profile picture. I mean, he was Harry Balls a little bit earlier in the week. But um, uh, yeah, no, see over on the right. You're subscribed to Elon? I subscribe to Elon. But, I mean, you could follow people. You can follow them, but you can also subscribe now. You'll learn more as we go on with the tweet. Okay. So Elon said, extremists of any kind tend to lack a sense of humor because they live in a state of outrage and dehumanize the other side. Hmm. Farazad said, the worst thing about the Dunning-Kruger effect is being afraid that you're the idiot. But then you realize that fearing that you're an idiot actually makes you smart, which actually makes you an idiot. <laughs> it's like you know me, Elon said. <laughs> Optimus said the rich get richer while the poor get poorer. How does this get fixed? Elon said if that were actually true, the rich of 100 years ago would have all the money today, but they do not. Mm. Which, which, which rich are Some we of the rich about? still have it. <laughs> Elon said we are working on burnt hair. Has to be just right. And he's talking about the perfume. Yeah. I guess they haven't gotten it perfect yet. Peter Diamantis says, we're at the cusp of a food revolution. Sustainable, eco-friendly, and low-cost food sourcing for every being on this earth will become our reality. Here's the evidence. He put a bunch of posts. Elon said, your boundless optimism is uplifting. Then, as I mentioned, Elon changed his name to Harry Balls uh, earlier in the week just to see if the news media would pick up on it, which they did, and that made him happy. Wall Street Silver says, the Fed seems to specialize in sparking boom and bust cycles and bailouts as needed. Is this really the best way to run a financial system? Elon says, their technology is so ancient... World Warcraft economy is light years better, actually. Elon said, we need a VP of propaganda. I, I mean, uh, public relations. And then a lot of people still talking about how San Francisco is just falling apart. Elon said, downtown San Francisco looks like a zombie apocalypse. People who have not been there have no idea. And Whole Foods pulled out this week. David Sachs says San Francisco's Board of Supervisors, which claims that crime is down in the city, had to disband their meeting today because their Internet connection was vandalized. Can't make this stuff up. Elon said, amazing. Yeah, people basically stealing wires off buildings for like 10 bucks and it costs thousands to replace them. Uh, Gott said, Elon Musk is worth $188 billion, one of the richest people in the world. This is his bedroom. Um, and then, uh, you know, Community Notes kind of corrected it. This isn't actually his bedroom. But Elon said, not totally wrong. Slept on a friend's couch last weekend. And I just feel like if Elon showed up, I would offer him more than a couch. Yeah. I don't know. Just we get we put him on one of our Birch mattresses <laughs> from Birch. <laughs> 
Mike Solana said we should be consuming much, much more energy. Elon says, true, civilization uses a tiny amount of energy. Just seems high to us silly monkeys. Our sun, which is not particularly special as stars go, turns over 4 million tons of mass into energy every second. Glenn Greenwald said, it's so clear how this scam works. The U.S., EU, big tech, and the same small handful of neoliberal billionaires, Gates, Amadar, Soros, fund disinformation experts to smear any sites that they can't control or won't censor on command as being vectors of hate and disinformation. Elon says, this is super messed up. So, of course, they're talking about uh, Twitter and how everyone is saying, like, oh, Twitter's horrible. And it's like, it's always been that way. Elon retweeted SpaceX, uh, Starship at Sunrise. And, uh, of course, as we mentioned earlier, um, did not launch uh, the scrum day. Yeah, until Wednesday. The rabbit hole says, in case it wasn't obvious. Elon says, exactly. Misinformation is indeed the Trojan horse for censorship. Doge designer said Elon Musk confirmed that Twitter is rolling out a subscriber program for content creators so they can actually make a living on Twitter. Elon says, super important. So Elon says, for the next 12 months, Twitter will keep none of the money. You, the content creator, will receive whatever money we receive. So that's 70% for subscriptions on iOS and Android. They charge 30%. And about 92% on web. Could be better depending on payment processor. After the first year, iOS and Android fees drop to 15%. And we will add a small amount on top of that depending on volume. We will also help promote your work. Our goal is to maximize creator prosperity. At any point, you can leave our platform and take your work with you. Easy in, easy out. And as a content creator, um, you know, we make videos, not uh, little text things. I I mean, that's a really good deal, at least to start out with. Exactly. Um, and I think that uh, not a lot of people are talking about this. It's being kind of. Oh, I think a year know, from now, it's going to look completely different. It's going to look completely different. Elon said, this will make some people upset, but I need to emphasize that accelerating synthetic mRNA technology was another silver lining. It is a revolution in medicine, like going from analog to digital. The COVID mRNA vaccine dosage level was too high and having a zillion booster shots was idiotic, causing more harm than good, in my opinion. But I am convinced that synthetic mRNA is the surest path to curing cancer, among other things. Jay Bhattacharya says, if corporate media all follow NPR off Twitter, that will confirm to all who have eyes to see that none of the corporate media operate with editorial independence. And in fact, core Coordinate narratives, whether those narratives line up with the truth or not. And this is basically because, as Elon says, NPR literally said federal funding is essential to public radio on their own website. Now taken down. What hypocrites and publicly funded PBS joins publicly funded NPR and leaving Twitter in a huff after being labeled publicly funded. SpaceX tweeted out Starlink is now available in more than 50 countries around the world after adding availability in El Salvador. Doge designer said Elon Musk never owned an emerald mine. And Elon said, I will pay a million Dogecoin for proof of this mine's existence. All right, well, let's get working on it. Shibatoshi Nakamoto said, I don't usually flex, but today was a stressful day and I'm giving myself a flex. Look, Elon subscribed to him. Josh Seafried said, are you going to be firing up sharing ad revenue like in ads for video creators? That would be a big thing. Elon says, we're working on it. Twitter has a surprisingly complex code base, so progress is slower than we'd like. Altman Sam says, who do you most trust with godlike power over the universe? And almost 90% of people said Elon Musk. Brett Weinstein says, this is what I mean by zero is a special number. For narrative control to work, there must be no major platform where truth can compete with official fiction. If a major platform escapes control, the propaganda collapses. This is why, despite Tesla, Elon Musk is public enemy number one. And if you haven't seen this video... Oh, my God, you have to see it. It's insane. Yeah, we're going to talk about it on Patreon Bonus Stories. This is where Elon interviewed the BBC. I say interviewed because uh, he pretty much took over. Ian said small news stations don't have the resources to make all of their own content, so they buy generic stuff, including pre-written stories. It's nothing conspiratorial. Elon replied, he said, if what you say is true, who is writing the BS they're buying? Holmar's catalog says this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. And he's talking about the fact that uh, we'll play this video. Unfortunately, some members of the media, some members of the media, some members of the media, some, some members of the media use their, their platforms to push their own personal bias, to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Yeah, Sinclair Media Group had their anchors read a scripted statement in 2018, the same exact statement. Uh, and Elon said, sunlight is the best disinfectant, so let's shed some light on the media puppet masters. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says, of the 319 million Bill Gates gave to media outlets by November of 2021, NPR received $24 million and PBS got at least $4 million. In return, those public interest broadcasters aired flattering reports on Gates' corrupt self-dealing and profiteering on his global vaccine projects. And Elon said, wow. May Musk says, I am now Dr. May Musk, PhD. Thank you to the University of the Free State. And Elon said, congratulations. 
His mom's a doctor. Homar's catalog tweeted out the number one reason people aren't buying EVs is cost. And Elon said, exactly. And that's because they're going to be making cheaper EVs. Deborah tweeted out this quote, in difficult times, fashion is always outrageous. Elon says we should dress in far more interesting ways than we currently do. Elon said, once every few weeks, I'll do an ask me anything for subscribers only. And sometimes a discussion on spaces. And I was seeing this. Hello, subscribers, because I'm a subscriber. <laughs> Gout says, seize the memes of production. And Stats Canada reports that no one baby has been named Karen since November 13th of 2019. I, is that true? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> let's look it up. Shibatoshi Nakamoto said, dude. Memes are maybe one of the most powerful thing in existence. You can literally change people's minds with memes and minds are incredibly hard to change. Elon said true. Elon also said the weakness of an NPC is their limited dialogue tree. Zuby said the West normalizes and glorifies mental illness instead of treating it. It's gotten so bad that many young people pretend to have conditions they don't just to try and fit in and be popular. How sad. Elon said one should always be wary of the popular thing. Massimo said a CPU's heat spreader is made of a very conductive material such as copper, aluminum, or even diamond. You can check this by putting some ice over it, even at room temperature. Elon replied, amazing that carbon in diamond form is roughly five times better at conducting heat than the best metal, which is silver. John Ehrlichman said in 1997, Apple lost a billion dollars. Today, it makes one billion every three days. Elon says leadership can make all the difference in the world. Also inflation. Uh, Twitter Daily News said news. Elon to interview with Tucker Carlson next week. So this follows his interview with the BBC earlier this week. And uh, Elon said, I'm doing interviews across the political spectrum. BBC's SF division is left wing, as evidenced by the questions he asked. Tucker is right wing. Next week, I'll do interviews with moderates and slightly left media. Doge designer tweeted out a clip of that Tucker Carlson uh, video and quoted Elon Musk. AI has the potential of civilizational destruction. And anyone who thinks the risk is zero is an idiot. Then Elon tweeted out this patch, which is the Starship test flight patch. Oh, that is cool. And of course, uh, it got scrubbed, but so exciting. Wall Street Silver tweeted out this George Orwell quote, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. Elon said, true, that is happening in schools today. And I would argue has been happening in schools for a very long time. Then, of course, Elon tweeted uh, out this meme. Because he's 12. And this meme. And this meme. And some beautiful pictures of Starship. Of course, it didn't launch on Monday, but yeah, we're so excited about later this week. Hopefully, fingers crossed. All right, it's time for community mail time. Community mail time. And remember, share your stories, your photos, your videos with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Let's see what we got this week. Nikolai was going for a bike ride along the beach in Huntington Beach, California, and he spotted this. The Huntington Beach Police Department are testing their new Model Y police car. Yeah, Huntington Beach has two 2021 Model Ys, and they're supposedly the first in the nation to use them as patrol vehicles. Sheldon sent us this. This is the Silent Gardener, which is a British Columbia landscaping company. They tow their electric lawn mowers and lawn equipment using an electric Model Y. Yeah. So if you live in British Columbia, hire um, them. Hire them. We're not paid to say that. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Andy sent us this picture of a Tesla solar covered supercharger in, in Barstow, California. Now, where are the solar panels? Well, I mean, they're putting them on. Oh, okay. Hopefully. DC found this Arkimoto FUV in Ventura, California. Michael sent us this picture of a Mercedes EQS driving around Scottsdale, Arizona. Barnabas sent us these pictures of a new version four supercharger in Hardwick, Netherlands. Yeah, we've been talking about that one. I'm excited. Foster spotted this Rivian R1S in Tacoma, Washington. Philip spotted this Model X at the airport while on his trip to the Maldives. Frank found this Cadillac Lyric in Little Elm, Texas. Christian found this Polestar parked at the Costco in Woodbridge, Virginia. And John spotted this BYD EV taxi in Colonia, Uruguay. All right, it's time for our supercharger reviews. Let's see what we got out there in the world. Before we do, though, remember, send us photos of beautiful supercharger locations. Uh, as Tesla Charging tweeted out, 45,000 superchargers around the world this week and counting. And I think they're all beautiful. All right, let's see what we got. Welcome to Bangkok, Thailand. I'm here at the first supercharger in the nation. Uh, it is here in Central World Plaza, right in Central Bangkok. There are nine stalls, 250 kilowatt hours each. Uh, but it's looking pretty busy right now. I hope we can put a few more in here. Uh, location is great, if not a little busy. There's hundreds of shops and malls everywhere, everything you could possibly need. Uh, so I'd give this place an 8 out of 10. Now you know. I'm at the Mesa 
Arizona 12-stall supercharger uh, early in the morning. There's hardly anybody, there's only me. Oh, there's another person there. Anyway, uh, it's right next to a Starbucks and just down the ways there is a Walmart out here. So it's pretty convenient. This car's a rental from budget and believe it or not, they offer free supercharging. So I'm keeping this car for about six weeks and there is no charge. But I want to see how much it would cost to charge this car during the day and during the evening. Found out that if you get here pretty early or late at night, it's really cheap. Um, it'd be about $5 to charge up the car as opposed to about $12 during the daytime, like high noon. So you save quite a bit of money there in the long run. So maybe we should tell Tesla, hey, what's wrong with going on a trip at night so our insurance don't go up? All right, you guys, have fun. Hello, this is Al Perry from Wisconsin down in Yuma, Arizona, looking at the 16 new Tesla chargers just installed off of I-8, about 30 seconds away. Lots of amenities in the area, and I will give this a 7 out of 10. Now you know. What is up, Zach and Jesse? Bop again. We're on our trip from California to Florida. We're here in the Casa Grande Supercharger. Uh, there's only a handful of stalls here, and again, this one is not tower friendly. So if you're towing something, you're gonna have to get creative with where you're gonna ditch your, your haul. If it's small enough, I recommend this spot here. This is where we put our trailer and there's only a handful of stalls here. So this area gets busy and there's not much room to maneuver. So if you have a very big haul, I suggest you do some planning ahead of time to figure out where you're gonna put your trailer or whatever it, whatever it is you're hauling. This supercharger location is rated for 150 kilowatts and that is pretty much what we're getting. Cars are coming in and coming out and when they do, again, because there's not enough stalls, you sometimes have to share those stalls and you lose that charge rate. It's pretty much cut in half. There is a Culver's, I believe what it's called, behind us. And there's a few other things, there's a bank. Nothing that appears to be, uh, yeah, of course. There's another Carl Jr. over there. It's over there. This is our third Carl's Jr. in a row next to a supercharger. Other than the Culver's behind us and the bank behind us and the Carl Jr. just there, there's not much else within like reasonable walking distance. Although this is a big sort of shopping area. So if you want to get out, walk around, I'm sure you can run into something of use. For Teslas that are both towing and not towing, I think this is a solid four out of 10. There's not enough stalls here. This is a busy area. There's nowhere to ditch your trailer and there's certainly nowhere to charge with your trailer still on. So now you know. Thank you so much for doing supercharger reviews. Uh, yeah, we have a whole map where you can go look and see where they are and see it's what amazing people it hasn't have reviewed. Broken yet? It's it's amazing how computer code. <laughs> Nick, you did a great job. Good job. <laughs> and if you want to upload your own, you can head over to our website nowyouknowchannel.com and check it out. Uh, Instructions are right there. Yeah. All right, what do we got for new superchargers in the world? Number 345 in California is the 8-stall in Costa Mesa at Highland Ave. The 6-stall in Wuxi in China. The 16-stall in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Number 69 in Italy is the 6-stall in Milano. The 8-stall in Grapevine, Texas. Number 119 in Texas is the 16-stall in Georgetown, Texas. Number 72 in Taiwan is the 3-stall in Taitung. The 3-stall in Yunfu, China. The 3-stall in Yangjiang, China. The three-stall in Jinning, China. Number 11 in Kentucky is the 12-stall in Richmond, Kentucky. The nine-stall in Xiangyang in South Korea. The three-stall in Hainan, China. The three-stall in Jian, China. The three-stall in Deyang, China. The six-stall in Guiyang, China. The three-stall in Chenzhou, China. Number 132 in Florida is the 12-stall in Gulf Breeze, Florida. Number 112 in the UK is the eight-stall in Dorking, UK. Number 133 in Korea is the 6-stall in Busan, South Korea. The 3-stall in Yangzhou, China. The 3-stall in Dongyang, China. The 3-stall in Beijing. 
And number 1662 in China. Number 4992 in the world. We didn't make it to 5,000 this week, but next week we probably will. Is the three stall in Shanghai. Isn't that exciting? That Almost 5,000 super superchargers in the world. And That's supercharger think, locations. And to think that when we did our uh, cross-country road trip back in 2016, which you can watch, by the way, we hit a large proportion. 75. We hit 75 superchargers, which at the time was close to over a quarter i think of yeah. the superchargers on earth yeah. and now it makes up a piddly what like less than one percent we were kind of afraid that we'd run out of superchargers to talk about yeah you know that ain't gonna happen look um so we're gonna be hey thank you for watching to the end um, we're gonna be joined on a private live stream by the founders of monogram orthopedics on sunday april 23rd so if you'd like to meet them and join the conversation you can support us on patreon on our investor club at the ten dollar level for the price of a couple Starbucks coffees, you get access to all of our Investor Club bonus stories and our exclusive live streams with founders and CEOs. So think about that. One investment opportunity, or perhaps even more importantly, one bad investment that you don't make, priceless. Just one of the many perks that we offer our patrons because you make our work possible. And I was thinking about why I do the show every week. It's either because I'm crazy, and I admit I must be a bit crazy, um, but it's also because I want to help speed up the transition to a cleaner, safer planet. I know it sounds a lot like Elon's plan. Maybe I just stole it from him, but it's true. We know that we have an impact on this show, and that's why if you'll help us share it, if you'll help hit the like button, if you'll help by hitting the subscribe button, if you'll help by going over the Now You Know Clips channel and sharing a few with your friends, if we get one more person in an EV, if we get one more person with solar on their roof, we make an actual big change. And then that one person affects some other person. It's a big, like, domino effect. And that's what we're doing here on the show. And I got to thank you guys for helping us do it. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Now you know. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.